then trudging back to your house saying, oh, another night of taking the trash out. No one appreciates me. And if the egg sinks, we must yeah. burn it. <laughs> yeah, we got cars on the left. Okay, I'm, I'm in a street. I'm in a street. Okay, you're blocking. You're blocking me. <laughs> Guten Tag and welcome to Patchwork. My name is Dion. I'm with Christian. Welcome to Patchwork. And Josh. Welcome to Patchwork. I went to the dentist last week, went to Dr. Blood. Um, and I've known this for a while, but I actually quite like going to the dentist. It's a very relaxing experience for me. I don't know if you guys have the same thing, but I like, you know, you're sitting there, you're lying down, hands in the mouth, having a fiddle. I quite enjoy it. <laughs> With your teeth, with your teeth. And as I was sitting there and, you know, they're moving around to different parts, I realized it's the only time in my life when I'm conscious of what my tongue is doing. <laughs> and I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay, I need to move it top. He's bottom right. Okay, I go, go top left, go top left. Oh, he's coming top left now. I'm going to go right. I feel as though when I'm at the dentist, the biggest thing that I'm conscious of is how uncontrollable my saliva production <laughs> yeah. is. Yeah, it's just... Absolutely out of control. And I'm so so embarrassed because I can feel myself dribbling over my lip. But I know that they've given me a bib for that reason. (laughs) And I'm so so conscious of the assistant that is suctioning up the saliva. (laughs) And I'm so judgmental of whether she's doing or whether he's doing, it's usually she, whether she's doing a good job or not by the amount of saliva that's accumulating in my tongue bucket. (laughs) (laughs) What is it about the assistant, the dental assistant, that she always has to be so incredibly attractive? And so nice. They're all lovely. They're all lovely women. They're amazing. And they're so helpful and they smile all the time and it's such a welcoming atmosphere. But I honestly couldn't disagree with you more, Josh. I hate the dentist. I don't find it relaxing. And do you know what? I have, and I would and I would put my hand up and say, being 100% honest, I'm pretty sure I've got the best dentist in the world. <laughs> We've talked about this already, no, 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 but no, I'm sure no, 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 I'm willing ha- to back him or her. No, we, no, we haven't. And, I, and, I'm never, <laughs> and I'm never proud of my professions because I don't use professions. That's the thing. This is very really? rare for me that I will seek one out. And this was a recommendation from my mum. And I go to what's who are known as the smile team. <laughs> I got so, a smile as well. No. Smile. You've shortened it. And they call, uh, I love how it had the word smile in it. And I immediately thought it has to be the same dentist. Whereas it's like that- the Seinfeld episode, you know, back in business. Anything that's like a dentist thing that's called smile, it's going to be shit. I thought you were saying it was a backstore. Called back in business. Oh, that's what I thought yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. It's an immediate image of them selling oh, new backs. backs. <laughs> Fresh backs. Excuse me, I've got a disc bulge in L4. Do you have a replacement vertebrae that I could... Amazing. Dis- disc 4, aisle 3. There you go. <laughs> How often do you see the dentist? Do you go every six months, 12 months? It's pretty irregular. But I, I was thinking the main thing with these professions, you go, you get a haircut every few months. Yep. You get a sum a few weeks. Who you knows? Go to the physio, we go to the physio if you get yeah. injured or something. And the thing is with going to the dentist, I find a lot of people, they kind of prepare for the visit. And I think that goes completely against the point of it. So it's like, oh, I'm going to the dentist. I better brush my teeth a lot and stuff. And I'm like, no, no, no. The point is to give them a good example of what your normal life is when, you have, when you're presenting there. So I never brush my teeth when I go to the dentist. Christian, do you agree with that? I'm the culprit of that. Idiot. I, I floss before I go and I brush <laughs> twice. I'm really into it. And, and, the, and the biggest issue is that when you floss your teeth after you haven't flossed for a while, number one, you draw blood. Yep. Number two, your gums swell. So yeah. it's a more painful <laughs> experience so for the dentist. So you know what I've done? I started to fucking floss. 
Oh, that's good. So I got into a flossing routine and I'm counting down the days. April 20, my next dentist (laughs) appointment. It's been six months. When I get in there and he looks at my teeth and he's he's expecting me not to have flossed. And when he sees my teeth, I'm going to go, you betcha. (laughs) Do do you lie when you go to the dentist? Because the last time, like I've got this plate that I have to wear when I I go to bed. It's like a little mouth guard thing. And the last time I went, she was like, have you been wearing your plate? And I was like... Yeah, but yeah. that's but that's it. Like the reason you floss before you go is because people are afraid to like disappoint their yeah. dentist, yeah. and it's like you're back at school. You're like, oh, I didn't. I'm sorry. I should have done better. But you're really disappointing yourself. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's right. And your is. family. Yeah. Um, and your mouth. Um, the one thing as well that I really struggle with when, when you go to someone as irregularly as the dentist is I've got a really lovely dentist. She I see her every six months, but. The conversation sort of, it almost, you almost have to hark back and try and remember the last thing you talked about. And it's kind of, and I did it really well. Like the other, the other day I went to the dentist and I said to her, weren't you going to Africa or something? <laughs> no, Afri- it was like, my dentist, again, why he's the best fucking dentist in the world. He types notes and gets his assistant to type notes about your conversation. That's so ridiculous. when you come in next time, he'll be like, "Now, last time we saw you, you were doing the comedy festival but show, as I remember." That's pointless because he's not actually remembering it. Like, no. it, it matters if it's a friend who remembers what you're yeah, doing. You're like, right. that's great, you remember. That's not right. you took notes from six months ago. Do you yeah. know what I appreciate appreciate about that? The note taking. The number one, the note taking. Number two, <laughs> he's, he's able prepared. to do it while he's looking in your mouth. He's doing the work <laughs> for me. He's preparing the conversation. Christian, do you want your hairdresser to do that? Refer to episode one. And I, I feel I feel like the hairdresser will just write down had a mundane conversation just with everyone in the notes for everyone in his little pocketbook. So when we go to these professions, I was thinking the way we prepare, you know, you brush your teeth. I was thinking of other professions you might do that with. And I thought, imagine if before you go to the hairdresser, you're like, oh, I better, I better, have a, better have a quick snip. Better have a quick snip. You'll be embarrassed with how long it is. <laughs> Snipping your own hair before <laughs> you just embarrassed. You get embarrassed about your teeth. You're like, I, I, this is a mess. I'm sorry. What am I doing with my hair? Oh, I don't know. Imagine the um, hairdresser. Oh, Josh. Look <laughs> what, how long this is. <laughs> what, what have you? What have you done this time? What have you? What have you not done this time? <laughs> So, Dion, you brought this up before, which is my ethnic heritage being Italian. So, I've got a big, fat Italian family. Like, we're big and we're fat <laughs> and we're hairy and, and we're greasy and we're smelly and we smell like basil and we smell like olive oil and garlic and oregano and adidas. Anyway. <laughs> but it also means that I have a nonna and a nonna, which is grandpa and grandma. Which we've touched on in the past. Now, even I know that on a scale of how Italian you are, my grandparents sit like really close to like a basil plant. Like they're really <laughs> Italian. <laughs> and how Italian that? Uh, uh, basil plant. Yeah. Basil plant. <laughs> this has oh, a pizza. Oh, uh, so so really Italian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and especially my nonno. Like he's he's super Italian. He's got this massive vegetable garden and like this big lounge room which no one's allowed to use, and this big great <laughs> Italian cock. And. <laughs> Anyway, I've come to accept all these things and it's just generally part of his Italianness. But I think this morning he's like taken it far too far. So I've arrived at his place and uh, I visit him kind of, I try to visit as often as I can. And we went for a walk through his veggie patch, which is what we do. And so 
we, we went for like a five minute walkthrough and what he does, he kind of like picks out every single vegetable and he goes through like what's what's good about them. And he, and he often describes them as being beautiful. So he'll be like, oh, look at these beans. Look how beautiful. Look at these zucchini. They're not beautiful yet. <laughs> so that's the kind of spectrum is being beautiful. But we kind of spend the most amount of time like looking at the tomatoes, which are his babies. So he's got about eight. He's got about eight plants, which will individually yield probably about 10 also tomatoes at any given time. So is that a good yield? 10, to, 10 tomatoes, uh, probably a less than average yield. Okay, it's okay. been a particularly it's not, bad year. It's not year. a beautiful yield. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a bad year for tomatoes, yes. for anyone listening. Tomatoes, they're down in the polls. Yes. <laughs> um, so basically, if, on any given day that you're going to his place, there's probably going to be about 80 tomatoes on the plants. That's so, actually heaps. Yeah. yeah. So from my maths... That's just too many tomatoes for a nonna and nonna to consume. Yep. So because there were no tomatoes on the plants today, I wandered to the fridge and I was thinking like there'd be this big, great haul of tomatoes in the fridge. And I was like, fuck, I'm going to steal these. It'll be great. So I opened the door and there were three. And I was like, uh, that's, that's kind of shit. Where the fuck are the tomatoes? <laughs> so I was like, oh, wait, they've got a second fridge downstairs. So I went downstairs to that <laughs> fridge. Yeah. Opened it up. No tomatoes. Oh. It was just like... Eight 1.5 liter Kinotos that were all like out of date in 2003. <laughs> but anyway, I was like really perplexed about it. And I was like, the maths doesn't work out. If there's 80 tomatoes for them to pick at any given time and there were none on the vine and then none in the fridges and our family hadn't received any as gifts. So where the fuck are all the tomatoes? So let's better set the scene. <laughs> we're currently in the middle of a small heat wave in Melbourne. My grandparents don't know how to work their air conditioner, so it's usually the same temperature inside their house as it is outside. So anyway, I, w- <laughs> I walk back up the stairs into their kitchen just as Nonna and Nonna were sitting at the table. In the most basic way I can describe this, in front of me were my very fucking Italian grandparents licking frozen tomatoes like icy poles. <laughs> it's brilliant. Inside the freezer, there were a good 60 tomatoes frozen. And in the center of the table, a tomato with a fork in it for me. That was it. Um, so That's what would they, so just, just, uh, that, that is incredible. Um, what, what were they, were they just holding the tomato in their hand or was it, was there a fork stuck in the tomato? On the fork, licking, <laughs> licking the frozen tomato. What did, what was your reaction when you went in there? Did you just lose your shit or no. did you? Do you know what I did? I just walked in. I was like, okay. So I picked up the fork and started licking the tomato. Because what do you do? What do you do? You can't tell these That's people. That's what you do. You can't tell them, well, this is odd behavior because they're both doing it and they're both perfectly fine with it. Do, do you know what I really want to do? I really want to Google frozen tomatoes like in inverted commas and for there to be no results and no one's ever done it before. It's the first time it's ever been done. My dad does frozen bananas. They're delicious. Frozen bananas. But he like bites straight into them as well. Oh. With, with the peel. No, not with the peel, you idiot. Excuse me, I freeze my bananas with the peel on. Do you really? (laughs) Absolutely. You use them for smoothies and stuff. Why do you need... Why do you need a frozen banana? No, why do you need the peel on? Isn't it really hard to peel when it's fucking frozen? That's easy. It's super easy. So it's frozen. It is frozen. I understand that. (laughs) But you're... Hang on a second. You're both fine with putting a peeled banana inside the freezer where any number of bacteria could exist. (laughs) Albeit moving very slowly. (laughs) (laughs) Are there any particular foods that you freeze before the expiry date? Or or sometimes it's just too long gone? Freeze for me is like you you start it in the freezer or you forget it. 
Really? Yeah, I won't have something for a little bit and then freeze it. I'm like straight in the freezer or not at all. So what goes straight in the freezer for you, Josh? <laughs> Bread. Ooh. Good. It's, it's a very it's a very European thing to do. A lot of really? Australians are very surprised at that. It's I'll like ta- their fresh bread. I, I, I take that as sacrilegious. You're ruining the, the, the bread. Nah, I, I completely bullshit. agree with you, but I'm a single person and I go through a loaf in about a week and a half. Thank really you so good. much. Thank this is Josh so and I high-fiving. <laughs> But Dion, you just gave yourself a high five. No, I didn't. I did it with Josh. Don't ruin the illusion. <laughs> um, meat for me. I don't put a lot of stuff in the freezer and most of it ends up in the fridge. But that means that sometimes, obviously, expired things remain in the fridge and it takes a while before you notice it. Yeah. Um, the biggest one that my housemate asked me recently, but I didn't even, it didn't even cross my mind. Eggs that were in there. I actually didn't really know that eggs had an expiry date. What? Like She was like, oh, your eggs have expired. And I was like, what are you talking about? And I looked on it and I was like... Oh, December. I was like, oh, eggs expire. I didn't think they did. There's got to be a, just go. So there's got to be a way of being yeah. able to, to test whether eggs. One hundred percent. Is there? Do it's they the, not? Ex- it's the float test. So basically, like you fill a bowl with cold water, place your eggs in the bowl. I wonder what this is going to describe. I wonder what happens, Christian. It's the float test, mate. You don't need to describe it. For God's sake. No, no, well, no, no. You need to know the result. Oh, really? You've got absolutely <laughs> no idea. Uh, it's a bit like the Salem witch trial. Yes. Is it? <laughs> and if the egg sinks, we yeah. must burn it. <laughs> The one thing that I get really confused with is deli meat. Like, I feel like deli meat, I feel like it can last for years. I feel like I feel like it's been in the supermarket for years, salami. And if I put it in my fridge and take it out two months later, it's so heavily preserved that, yeah, that it'll just it'll be there. I think with cured meats, it's the smell thing. It's got to be a smell thing. Because with ham, after a while, there's a very palpable odour. <laughs> ham there is, but that's I don't feel like ham is a preserved meat as much as salami and cabana is. I don't feel it's like the same meat factory. Cabana is your gauge of cured meat. <gasps> you know what's great? I think Dion and I are both doing this. We're both looking to Christian <laughs> yeah. as the cured meat That's expert. right. We're like, well, we know nothing about this. It's Mr. Italian over here, Mr. Basil Plant over yeah. here. He must know about have cured you, meats. Have you made your own sausages, cured meats... Yes. Yes. <laughs> the cured meats. Of course. <laughs> yeah, of course. It's such a fantastic process. As much Is as Is it I, though? Yeah, it's it's Do you hang it's, it hanging in a cupboard, dear? Not in a cupboard. We hang it in a garage. <laughs> Do you have yeah. a garage? Yeah, it's in the cupboard. <laughs> Hi, welcome to Patchwork Travel. How are you? Uh yeah, good, thanks. Um I really need your advice. I'm wanting to go overseas and I'm thinking that Southeast Asia is probably a good destination. It's a beautiful city. <laughs> and at this time of year. So what's the food like there? What sort of what sort of food do they have there? What sort of thing do they like is it It can be warm. Mm-hmm. Um it can be watery and it can sometimes be hard so you'll have to chew it. So make sure you you've you've gone to the dentist before you go. I know a great dentist around the corner, Dr. Blood. <laughs> But I've heard that it's quite it's quite inexpensive, so that's one of the reasons I kind of want to backpack around solo. Is it is it safe to backpack around? I was, I'm thinking Vietnam. Vietnam's probably a good sort of spot. Yeah. It's very touristy, I think. Yeah, beautiful. So Vietnam, the benefit of 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 Vietnam is that there's these lovely sidewalks that move for you, <laughs> and, and 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 it's and it's so lovely for backpackers. <laughs> Um, so you can you can wear any type of backpack you'd like. <laughs> you get on the conveyor belts, and they'll take you anywhere in this. And and, and the best thing about a, a backpack is is that you can you can fill it 
with 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 all different types of of, of drinks and, and Vietnamese delicacies and treats. Mm. Um. So where, so 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 would you like to sign up? No, no. So. <laughs> A few years ago, uh, I went on this date with a girl and it was that one date um, that is that moment. You have that moment with that person that you realize this this is it. This isn't going anywhere else. You know, we've been seeing each other for a few months or whatever. Um, and we went out for, for brunch one day. She was telling me about this story when she was uh, a teenager, like when she was at home, sort of, you know, 12 to 15 kind of age. And she was like, da, da, da. And we're talking about pets and stuff. She's like, oh, yeah. And I had, um, there was this possum. I was like, what do you mean? She's like, oh, this is, this possum used to live at our house. It was kind of like a pet to me. And I was like, okay, that's a bit weird. She's like, yeah, because in, in my bedroom, there's just a hole in the wall <laughs> that the possum used to live in. And I used to like feed it bits of apple and stuff through the wall. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, okay. I think the, most, the most interesting part of that story is that you like you had judged her as not being fit to like to date like what like that's that story is incredible and it's and it makes no sense but why did you decide to not keep saying because you knew she I had think, screws loose no do no, you she was- think that she said that to get rid of you <laughs> yeah it's a good point or to get rid of the possum <laughs> have you ever been in a fight with someone no never i've always been super curious and I've got a great thing because one of my mates, I've always been curious. And I was like, I wonder what I'd be like, how I would go. My mate wanted the exact same thing with his friend when they were like teenagers. And they organized a fight against each oh. other. Because they were like, I want to know what it's like to be in a fight. So do I. You're so they, they straight up did a full on fight just, to find out what it would be like. Just the two of them with the people surrounding them? I think it was just the two of them. But it was Amazing. like, they just like, just go for it. Fisty cuffs? Yeah, I think so. Just oh. because it was like, that's the point of it. You go, I want to know what it's like to be in a fight where you just absolutely go for it. Christian, what do you think of that? That sounds ridiculous. Of being a part of a fight. I've, I was I've been once, part of an organized fight. There was... Oh, that is that is ludicrous. You shouldn't be friends with those <laughs> Surely people. Surely you got into a fight every time you tried to get in a club between the ages of 18 and 25. Anyway. <laughs> and the two stories that I have before <laughs> this were both incidents out the front of clubs, funnily enough. It's great. Um, the first one, which was the time that I was accidentally involved in a very one-sided fight, was when I was bottled oh, at the mate. back of the head. This was recently, it wasn't was. it? It was only a couple of years ago. Yeah. Oh, shit. So that was very unfair. <laughs> And the second, that's the issue with it. It's unfair. I should have had a bottle as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the second one was when a group of school friends, I saw them leaving a club and they were in a melee with another group of another private school group. And they looked at me and said, you have to join in because we went to the same school. And it's like a, and it's a brother bond. Wait, same year level? Same year level. Yeah. Okay. But, but that wasn't enough of a reason for me to... F- to join Completely in the fight. reasonable, yeah. Because I saw these guys really nailing each other and I was like, oh, Christ almighty, right now I'm about to define the type of person that I am amongst a very large group of people. <laughs> Speaking of defining, how do you define a melee? What is a melee? I'd what do you say, think it is? More than four, five people, six people? Does it denote yeah. a certain amount of debauchery? more than four. Okay. I'd, I'd say, so where does it where does it level with a fracker? So the thing we so the thing we yeah, that's right. I worked out I worked out how to fight a melee when you can't keep your attention on the whole fight. <laughs> you have to jump around to thing to thing. That's it. Why did you call it a mel- melee? I just say it a bit differently. Oh, thank you so much. What do you say, melee? Well, do you know what miele means in Isn't Italian? The, it's um, honey. 
Honey. Isn't that the um the, yeah, the dishwasher yeah, brand? Exactly. <laughs> and the stove top arrangements. My mistake. mistake. Wouldn't it be amazing <laughs> if that's the word that's where the word melee came from? The, the white goods. Someone got in a fight over, over some white goods. <laughs> so so white goods came before fighting. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> there were no wars before white goods. <laughs> And now it's time for Monotoly. In Monotoly, all three of us attempt to engage in an incredibly monotonous and flaccid conversation set in a new location every week. This week, we roll the dice and find ourselves in the butcher shop. Hello, um, I am after some meat um, and I'm... So I've got a dinner party on tomorrow and I need to get sort of some meat, but I'm I'm sort of thinking maybe I should go for silver side or top side or a ribeye or maybe a T-bone. What type of meat do you want? <laughs> well, I, I want a meat from a cow. So um, you want beef? Yeah, I want beef, yeah. You want a big beef or little beef? It's, well... It doesn't matter if it's big or little. I want a nice cut, so maybe I want a thick flank. Go down to the hairdresser then. Or No, but a thick a flank or a blade. Or maybe I haven't tried a tongue before. Don't get tongue. We don't sell tongue here. Why don't you sell tongue? You sold it last time I was here. Yeah, we don't sell tongue today. No tongue. All the beef, they didn't speak. <laughs> Hello, excuse me. Hi. You guys are taking a while. Do you mind if I jump in? Yeah, sure. He's just He doesn't seem to know much about the cows okay hey um i'm hosting a dinner party and um i'm just wondering what uh cut of meat i should get actually we've got a very lovely ribeye here for you it's aged 40 days oh 40 days yeah it's got a lovely smoked dry rub on the outside i think would be perfect for your dinner party that sounds great sorry but i was asking you just before about my dinner party and i was sorry mate sorry i'm I'm first yeah but hang on but i was but i I was suggesting all of these different cuts and i'm sorry mate we don't sell tongues here i told you already (laughs) I'm quite happy to not get tongue. I'm just wondering if there's anything else. It sounds like you are very tongue-tied, my friend. No, I'm not really. I just, I want a cut of... Well, you can continue helping. I'm in front of the queue now. You can back off, okay? Go for it. Give me my meat, butcher. (laughs) I don't go shopping very often. And I sort of came to this realisation that I think that maybe... I expect too much from my clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, like I buy shoes very infrequently, clothes very infrequently. My netball shoes, which you can't, they get worn down a lot. They last about four years for me and they shouldn't. I should be buying them way more quicker than that. It's weird how I feel like our parents would have bought clothes and waited till they completely decomposed before buying new clothes. I know that my mum's mum knitted my mum's clothes for her and knitted these beautiful clothes. But like, I feel like my clothes, I'm such a, I'm such a consumer, a consumer now that my clothes don't, I don't wait till they decompose. Mm. I wait till I want to replace them because they're out of fashion or they don't Why? fit me well. Cause I kind of follow the model of until it, it doesn't fit me or I just hate it. I'm like, it's still fine. I'll still wear it's that. Gra- it's it's okay. a great attitude. That's the attitude that we should have. Cheers, mate. Thanks very much. My- Christian. <laughs> I don't have that attitude. I've got a very different problem than two of you tall, skinny humans. Uh, my weight fluctuates a lot. 
<laughs> so basically, I've had one wardrobe that ranges from XL to oh, medium. Is it is it in order kind of... in the wardrobe? <laughs> but the most amazing yeah. thing is that is do you that have the tags on the on the on the coat hangers? The most amazing thing is that my weight progression up and down has kind of been cyclical with the cycles of fashion. <laughs> so I've that's gone, very yeah, handy. Yeah, it's really handy. So when I was like a, a large, I'm back there now, and everything from then is kind of in fashion now. So it's great. Yeah, it's really fitting. I just imagine your whole wardrobe has got like those coloured rings yeah, on yeah, the like yeah. the green, the yellow yeah, XL exactly. media side. And then you have to go to your mum and say, "Excuse me, do you have this in an extra large?" <laughs> I was at work the other day and I was moving my car and the traffic lights at the intersection, they'd busted. And so the orange was flashing and it was kind of exciting because I had to move my car across the street. So I was like prepped, ready to go. It was was St Kilda Road I was crossing. So it was pretty busy, but it was like, my fate is in my hands here. Like I just need to go. So I was like looking for cars on the right, looking left. I just kind of moved in the middle and then went again and I got through and I was kind of like, this can work. Like people just sort their shit out. And then, so I parked my car and was walking back and crossed the road and everything. And everyone's kind of like half going, slowing down a bit, but everyone was making do and, and doing their thing. And I just kind of went back to work. And then about 15 minutes later, the people in the office noticed what was going on outside and like oh my god and like everyone was up out of their desk staring at it and then one of the guys got on the phone and called the cops or whatever and was like you know hey there's traffic lights out oh. and i realized i didn't think for a second to do that oh, yeah. yeah i just went through and thought someone else someone's gonna it. fix this someone knows about this i've always wondered who those people were that yes. called the police do you know someone so i've been in that position twice in my life where the lights have been blinking where so it's it's happened sorry a lot more to me but twice someone on a motorbike has unmounted what's the word dismounted dethroned <laughs> dethroned <laughs> he's he's dis sorry dismounting <laughs> dismounting here no he dismounted when you say the word dismount I'm imagining someone on a motorcycle yeah. jumping off doing a flip yeah. and then landing and on landing the back with his arms out. With, with one Seven. of those, with one of those gymnastic streamers yeah. in their hand, um, so he's dismounted and started guiding traffic of his of his own. That car. is incredible. Twice that's happened. I feel like he would have been trained to do that. Do you know what I love though? When you yeah, talk, that's a good point. Yeah, he he, he must have been trained. There's no way he could have been off duty. That'd be such a difficult thing to do in, to like ad lib directing traffic. Ad lib. <laughs> it's like ad-lib. the impressive. Yeah. Yeah, we got cars on the left. Okay, I'm, I'm in a street. I'm in a street. <laughs> okay, you're blocking. You're blocking me. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like traffic lights are the one way or one way a government can show like perceived order. So I feel like by having traffic lights, people, I don't know. No, I think there is a theory to this. I think, I think governments need to be control need to be in control of their people. And I, I feel sorry. Like- I don't think anyone looks at traffic lights and goes, Jeez, this government's got it together. No, nah, but there, 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 there is an element They get of, angry when it goes red. But there is an element... And they take my taxes. Fucking labour, God. There is, a, there is an element of control that, that there are some things in society where you kind of go, no, that's just there so that we have this... Because, because yeah, we have this view of that, civilization. That's how liberals get elected in the next election. They promise to deliver <laughs> shorter red lights, <laughs> more traffic lights and shorter red lights. It's the same thing, though, with uh, fires and any other type of emergency. I'm never the one to jump in. 
Like, yeah. I always like to think, like you were talking about the fights, like you didn't want to jump in. Yeah. I was like, if there was a fire in a car or something, I'm like, I don't know if I'd go in and help the person. I think I'd be like, why don't I just let the fire brigade do it? Who are the, like, the strong, brave men who are prepared for this shit? I think I crave that moment. Not so much of the fight. I think I crave the moment to be a hero. I'm waiting for that opportunity. I kind of, in do you my think head, you'd go in? I think I'd go in. I think I, I'm kind of amped you know to go in. Do you know what I think? I don't think you would. No, but do you know why? Because I feel like I don't get enough thanks <laughs> for the good deeds that I do. And I do I do good deeds. Amazing. Now, you know what? Saving someone from a fucking burning car, you cannot avoid saying thank you for that. I want to know all these good deeds that you do. I'm uh, something I'm more I interested in. I take out in. my trash. <laughs> Yeah, by the way, I wash my dishes. <laughs> you're completely invalidating everything by saying, I should get rewarded for it. I should get rewarded. No, you know, yeah, it's right. come it to the be, point in time where selfless. I'm just like, why aren't I <laughs> Probably because you're just taking out the trash and not doing things, Christian. That's probably the reason. I'm imagining you walking down to the nature strip, just looking around for everyone going, see guys, I'm putting it in the bin. It's going in the bin. And then, I could have left it where it was. And then trudging back to your house and oh, another night of taking the trash out. No one appreciates me. Have you guys ever called Crime Stoppers or anything like that? No. No, I always wanted to. Because I realised, have you ever recognised one of those criminal no. drawings? And no have you ever has. remembered it beyond the two seconds of seeing the such identity kit? Such a good kit? point. And you just go, eh. It's such a good point. And when they announced that there's a, they're looking for a criminal, the criminal's on the run and they're sort of a Caucasian man and 180 centimetres of Middle Eastern Caucasian appearance, you're kind of <laughs> like, what? What? I, I don't notice anyone. I no, really don't at all. I don't. I feel like it's just for that person that has an inkling that, that, that their brother has committed a crime. They're kind of like, yeah, that's definitely it's him. Gotta be yeah. Yeah. It's got to be friends. Yeah. Like if I knew if it was someone I knew I would a stranger no chance absolutely no but, chance yeah. but that's the point of Crime Stoppers to it's stop not, crime it's not meant to resonate with you <laughs> what, what's the name what's the name of those people that sketch the portraits the, the paintings sketch artists sketch, sketch artists <laughs> yeah. I feel like that profession is like weather people are completely unaccountable. We don't know. I want to see the before and after pictures. I want to see the people that are drawing these, and I want to see the actual criminal. And if they and if yeah. and if they are completely different, yeah. fire them. I really, I really love your thing of when they catch these criminals. They put up when they got the photos of them. They put up the original drawing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, you did. That's pretty good. That's yeah, pretty yeah. Good. Or, or like shame on you. We completely off. And what that happened? Should, and that should factor into sentencing somehow. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it was a very bad picture of it, and we still got you. That's awful. That's awful. <laughs> and then to celebrate, they pin a tail on the criminal. <laughs> really, really good. You know what's really, really good? Really, really good. You know what's really, really good? You know what's really good? Having a mutual agreement with your neighbour that neither of you will talk to each other. <laughs> really good. Really good. You know what's really good? Having just enough milk left for one last cup of tea. Really good. Mm, really, really good. Really Do you know what's really good? <laughs> the Academy Award winning film Moonlight. <laughs> really, good. Really, good. really good. Really good. Really good. You know what's really good? Eating the entire way through a burger, maintaining a perfect bun-to-beef <laughs> ratio. Really good. Really, really, really good. Really good. You know what's really good? 
when you join a queue and it gets really long behind you. It's so good. Really good. Really, really good. Thank you for listening to Welcome to Patchwork. I've been Dion. I've been Christian. And I've been Josh. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.